Hello, everyone. Welcome to Well Said. I'm your host, Kia, signing in. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to our podcast. Also, feel free to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at wellsaid.podcast. If you have any questions or concerns, you can contact me at talktous.wellsaid at gmail.com. Again, that was talktous.wellsaid at gmail.com. Before we begin, in these times of uncertainty, I want to ensure that you guys are keeping up with your health and I pray that you guys are doing well and that your families are doing okay. Today, I'm going to talk to you all about my travel during COVID-19. As I said before, I currently reside in Guam. I left on the 5th of March in Guam. It was the 4th of March in the US. When I landed in the US, in Missouri, it was March 5th. When I was packing for my travel to the US, Guam had zero cases of coronavirus at the time. So I wasn't really concerned about leaving Guam. I was mainly concerned about my arrival to the States. I packed a lot of ibuprofen, Alka-Seltzer Plus, Clorox wipes, and a lot of Purell hand sanitizer. When I arrived to the Guam airport, immediately upon walking into the airport, I had to complete a verbal questionnaire before I could even check in. I flew with United the entire way to Missouri, but I had a few layovers in between my flights from Guam to Missouri. My flight from Guam to Hawaii was actually quite long. Usually that is the longest flight that you have. The flight from Guam to Hawaii and the flight from Hawaii to Guam is the longest by far. And my flight was actually pretty empty. I honestly have no clue why I was surprised that it was empty because I knew that this whole virus was going on. So it wasn't for me to expect. I didn't really expect for a lot of people from Japan or from China on those flights. Normally, those flights are completely packed, but this time, it wasn't at all. Most people that are a flight on a flight from Guam to Hawaii come from the Asian Pacific area. And in Guam, they were not allowing anyone who had flown through China or Japan to fly at that time. So that was part of the questionnaire, the medical questionnaire. One of the first questions that they asked me was, have I been to Japan or China in the past 48 hours? And of course my answer was no, I hadn't been anywhere at the time. So I was able to fly out. All of my other flights to Missouri were of normal capacity. So once I got off of the plane in Hawaii and I went from Hawaii to Houston, that flight was completely packed. Then when I went from Houston to Chicago and then Chicago to Missouri, both of those flights were completely packed. So that was normal. The good thing about not really having to go through that whole process is when I was in Guam and I had the medical, the verbal medical questionnaire, they put a sticker on my ID. So that way it, throughout my whole entire travel, it was only medical questionnaires 
period. There was no type of, oh, you need to get your temperature checked or you have to go through this process. It was a very smooth and easy transition from airport to airport because I had that sticker on my ID. Throughout my trip, I got to see firsthand how this virus was damaging the environment around me. When I landed in Missouri, I didn't really see much until I actually got to Warrensburg. So my trip was to uh, Warrensburg, Missouri. When I landed, everything was completely normal. I could walk around, I could go eat if I wanted to, I can go to Walmart if I wanted to, completely normal. Even though Warrensburg is a very, very small town, they still had enough for me to do and I could get around as I pleased. I got a taxi. It was no problem waiting on a taxi or calling a taxi company to get someone out to take me to where I needed to go. Everything was very smooth. It wasn't until around the 9th or 10th where I actually started to see things change. Restaurants were closing down. Walmart had changed their hours because everyone was in there buying toilet paper, paper towels, hand sanitizer, all of that stuff was completely sold out. And I'll get into what happened at Walmart later on, but it wasn't until around the 9th or the 10th of March that I actually started seeing a shift in the environment. Even getting a taxi was quite hard because at the time, the taxi company that I heavily relied on, they were more for emergency transit. So when the virus started getting a little bit worse, they started getting more cases in Warrensburg. So they had to take a lot of people to the hospital. So when I needed my little taxi to go to Walmart or to go to Sally's or anything like that, I basically had to walk because they weren't readily available. And when I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go. So I completely understood, but I did have to walk a lot of the times. So I was in Warrensburg for 14 days and it wasn't until the second week when literally every single business either shut down or they were doing delivery or online ordering only. And for someone who is there on business, someone who, who is really traveling on business, it's hard, it is extremely hard to find food and all they do is pick up or delivery and you don't have a car, you literally have to walk or you have to ask for a ride or get a taxi. So at that time, the, the last week was difficult for me because I pretty much had to eat the same thing every day, Pizza Hut, Pizza Hut, Pizza Hut, or Chipotle because it wasn't until the second week where Chipotle actually started to provide free delivery. Big ups to Chipotle and uh, Pizza Hut for considering their customers. Now I'm gonna get into the whole Walmart thing. It was the second week that I was there I went to Walmart during this whole thing on the news where everyone was cleaning out Walmart. So I just wanted to go get some things because I knew eventually I would be flying back to Guam and I was preparing myself. I was repacking everything, making sure that I had enough hand sanitizer, enough Clorox wipes, all these things so I could be prepared to fly out and still be clean because airports can be pretty dirty. You're touching all the germs and it can be pretty nasty. So I just wanted to make sure I was on the up and up with that. I got to Walmart and there was literally one roll of toilet paper, a single roll of toilet paper. And I cannot make this up. It was crazy to me how much they wiped out the stores. 
The only thing that I could find, I found at one regular container of Clorox wipes, not the travel pack, but the regular pack, which I was surprised they even let me on the plane with that because that was, that was all Walmart had and I bought it. My question, when I walked into Walmart and I saw all the people just, just literally going through everything, buying everything up was, why are we buying all of this stuff but to stay clean but you're not number one we're not leaving anything for anyone else and number two we're not buying the stuff that we need to actually maintain our good health everything that we need to maintain our good health was fully stocked and i cannot make this up when i went to go get some more alka-seltzer plus and some ibuprofen I saw, I literally saw a lady yelling at a sales associate for not restocking the toilet paper. Well, when you buy all the toilet paper, they have no more to restock. So you have one of two options. Either you wait on the truck to come in on a day or you go somewhere else and buy from somewhere else. But people were so mad over this toilet paper and the hand sanitizer and the wipes that they completely forgot that there are medications out there that can prevent you from getting sick also there are fruits and berries natural fruits natural berries natural vegetables that are out there that we can use as natural remedies for prevention for disease prevention and i actually thought about getting some things or even telling people about this because i'm going back i'm I'm, eventually i'm going home and I won't be here anymore. But I thought at least I could add a voice to that community and let them know that you can, there's only so much toilet paper and so much sanitizer you can buy before it just doesn't work. Sometimes we have to go either a more holistic route or we have to soup up on those medications that can help prevent us from getting sick besides staying at home. But then I thought about it it made no sense to try to tell them because what they were doing was just absurd. You would see people go into these aisles and they're trying to be so clean and all this stuff and they're not even wearing gloves. You would see some people cough in their hands and next thing you know it, they're going to go reach for a bag of chips that they're not even gonna buy, that they put back on the shelf. So at the end of the day, there's anything like a virus is gonna continue to spread, not because we don't care is because we're being careless completely careless careless of where we put our hands careless of how we actually sanitize and take care of ourselves and careless of others because if you buy all the kleenex if you buy all the toilet tissue if you buy all the paper towels and all the sanitary things that we need if you buy all of the fruits and vegetables then no one else can buy it and now we're, we're all stuck because if we can't take care of each other, then, it, then it's just going to continue to spread. So at that point, when I started seeing how people were acting in the store, not only did I have to leave, I bought what I did and I left, but it truly opened my eyes to see how people act when they're in a crunch, when that pressure is put on them, how they act in these times of uncertainty. In these times of uncertainty, we don't need to react. We need to be still and listen. 
know the environment around us so we can know how to act. That is the whole point about being still. You get to know what's going on around you. And because a lot of the people didn't know what was going on, they didn't know how to act, they reacted. And that's not really a good decision to make because you forget about the important things that are going on. We forget what we lose what we know and we try to rely on instinct and those are just some things that we had that I feel like the people in Walmart just completely forgot because they destroyed that store completely destroyed it and they would get mad at the sales associates or the employees there for not restocking well do you expect for them to restock it during the day so you guys can fight over more toilet paper that would be absurd So what Walmart did when I was there is they limited their hours. You can only shop for, they open the store for eight hours. Before or after those eight hours, the employees were busy restocking and trying to fix the store back to normal, get it back to normal. Because as soon as they opened the door, people were flying in the store, messing stuff up, fighting over toilet paper. I mean, it was completely crazy. It looked like it was Black Friday all over again. So it was kind of shocking to me. So I just had to leave. But I did get what I needed from Walmart. I also went to Dollar Tree. And that was another thing, too. Everybody was fighting over all this stuff in Walmart. But Dollar Tree was where it was at. Literally, I went in there. I got Febreze spray. I got all kinds of stuff from Dollar Tree. I got a lot more wipes, a lot of more travel wipes from there. I got a lot more hand sanitizer. I even got travel ibuprofen from in there. So it was... Dollar Tree had a lot more than what Walmart did, but for some reason, everybody just wanted to go to Walmart. They completely forgot about the Dollar Generals, the Dollar Trees, the Family Dollars, anything else that was out there. They forgot about Walgreens, which has a lot of good things to keep you in good health. It's a pharmacy. So why wouldn't you go to Walgreens? Everybody just resorted to go to Walmart. So once I saw that, I just went to any other store that I could find that possibly could provide me with what I needed. Towards the end of my trip, I started to get a little worried, to be honest, because I was watching CNN and I saw that it, it was said that a lot of the airlines were closing down and that the travel was about to be banned so I was thinking like how am I gonna get back home because at this point whatever everybody else is doing was of no concern to me my main concern was to get back home initially my flight back was supposed to be from Missouri to San Francisco and then San Francisco to Hawaii Hawaii to Guam however If some of you do not know, some of you may, but San Francisco completely shut down. So I could not fly through San Francisco. I had to get on the phone and call the agency who booked my flights and ask them to reroute me. So I got rerouted from Missouri to Dallas at DFW, and then from DFW to Honolulu, then Honolulu to Guam. I want y'all to know how stressed, like uh, my stress level, finding a flight back was so stressful. Usually when I'm booking a flight 
or talking to an agency on the phone, my stress level is maybe about a three or four. Because sometimes they listen, sometimes they don't. It just all depends on how I'm feeling. My stress level was probably at about an eight. Because when I tell y'all that there was only one flight that could get me back home from from Missouri for this route there was this was the only way I could go there was no other flights and at the time those flights were booked so I had to wait about an hour and a half for people to just start getting refunds on their flights and canceling their flights for me to get a flight out at the end of the day that ended up happening so I do praise God for that one I actually ended up flying back all flights were completely empty. I ended up flying back first class on my flight from Missouri to DFW and DFW to Honolulu, which was about seven hours. That was a seven hour flight. So flying first class on that one was great. And then I flew from Honolulu to Guam. And I thought that it was just amazing how um, God made that work because it wasn't working at first. And had I stayed in Missouri any longer, I probably would have been there, stuck there for the next 30 days. I wanna go back and talk about how I kind of reflected on this whole entire trip. I thank God that I got back safely and, I, and I'm not sick whatsoever. Um, when I did get back, I went through a whole medical screening. So when I got off the plane, it was ex extremely long line. They were talking about having your social distancing, but they made us crowd up in a hallway to take our temperatures. They actually took our photos. And then before you could leave the airport, you had to sign a document saying that you would be 14 days in quarantine, which is what I'm doing right now. So if you guys are listening to this podcast, um, I am in quarantine right now, voluntary quarantine, but it wasn't really voluntary. But what has the world come to? These businesses, some of these businesses are closing or they're suspending their services for right now. Grocery stores have limited hours. You have even restaurants have limiting hours or they are offering delivery or pickup only. How do we still support business when this happens? Well, you got people like Grubhub, but you can't really trust them to drop off your food because they may be sick, whatever they have, you know. But you do have Grubhub, you can go pick up your own food, but you still run the risk. And I know they, they say stay inside, stay inside, but at what point are you supposed to live your life? And it's kind of crazy because if you do live your if you do go out there you do risk getting sick you do risk getting others sick but you know to each their own why can't we buy things that better us for these types of situations like buying alkaline water or camping supplies survival kits why can't we do things like that why do we have to buy up all the toilet paper it doesn't make any sense. You can't buy it all. And then if you buy it all and then you sell it, that's illegal. So why can't, I know it's hard to say that we should share, but there are other things out there that can help you to survive in times like this rather than just buying up all the toilet tissue. That, that was extremely crazy to me. Why can't we just not panic and trust our instincts? 
and when we trust our instincts, how about we be still and let them take over and not try to fight it or not overthink it? Because sometimes, in some cases, that is what I'm seeing, especially on social media. Either we're taking it too far or we're taking it as a joke. And it should be neither. We have to find that happy medium. What has this entire trip made me think about? It just makes me think about how we as people need to do better. And even though the majority of us are stuck inside, this is a great time for us to reflect. This is a great time for us to come together emotionally and support one another, especially on social media. For those people who are out there who are depressed or they struggle mentally or they struggle emotionally, this is our time to reach out to those who maybe are not type A people or they're not extroverts and they're, they are truly introverts and they probably do struggle with, with all of this stuff that's going on and they just don't have that support system. This is our time to support them, to reach out to those friends. This is even the time for us to reach out to family members that we haven't talked to in years or reach out to those friends that we haven't talked to, start mending these relationships, even though it's not in their face and it's over the phone or it may be through text. We have nothing but time right now. So why can't we use our time effectively? A lot of this stuff that I'm seeing is on social media and it's all fun and games and everything like that. But what are we really doing that's going to help us when this whole virus is over? We can joke, we can play online, we can forget about work for a little while and relax. But when this is over, guess what? Real life kicks back in. Those bills start to hit again. Everything that we left with the Rona, coronavirus, everything that we left Rona with, it comes back. So why can't we just set ourselves up for what comes back? This is even the time for us to pick up a new hobby. Anything new that you've been thinking about or even been writing down, um, any ideas that you come up with, this is the time for you to do it, especially if you're coming up, if you're trying to come up with an e-commerce business. Everybody is online. Now is the time. If you are going to do e-commerce, what not a better time to do it than now? Even if you don't start it at this moment, Getting this time should get you in the right mind frame. This should get your, your brain going. This should get your gears turning. This is a time for us to use this dwell time that we have to work out. The, get those body goals that you want. Do those at-home workouts. This is a time for you to come up with a meal plan, something steady, something that's going to be good. This is the time for us to pray and meditate and become one with ourselves. These are the tactics we can use to get to know us or even get to know others. When boredom strikes, we either watch TV, play video games, get on social media, whatever. But what are we doing as far as self-improvement? Get to know yourself. Although I worked every day on my trip, I dedicated time to my craft. I even picked up a new hobby and that was when I was on a trip sitting in a hotel because at the going through halfway through my trip everything was closed down so there was nothing for me to do so 
So I did come up with a new hobby. I did pick up new things. I started working on my craft a lot more. These, those are just some things that we should think about. Regardless of how bad the medical screening was and how bad it, how stressful I was during this whole time, because traveling during a virus when there are businesses open, there aren't businesses open, and then you have flights are being canceled and all this stuff in the news is just so stressful when you are traveling and you have no idea what's going to happen and you might have to adjust quickly. Regardless of all of that, I'm very happy to report that I have not been sick the entire trip and that I returned home safely. At the end, everything went the way it was supposed to go. Everything went the way I wanted it to, especially. My thought process on um, me self-improving and picking up on a new hobby that was all a bonus. I didn't really expect that to happen. It, it just happened naturally. That's why I say your instincts, let the instincts take over. Don't let, don't overthink it and don't, don't downplay it either because this virus can seriously kill. It is, it is killing people at a fast rate. So once again, I hope that you all are in great health. I hope you maintain that good health and take care of yourself and your families. I also want to let you guys know that it is okay to pray and meditate and become emotionally stable in this time. Hopefully you guys can come up with a new schedule or what have you if you're planning to work out, if you're planning to eat better, if you're just planning to do better all in general, or even if you are planning on coming up with a new hobby, anything, um, this is a very good time to do that. With that being said, this is going to be it for this episode on my travel during coronavirus, uh, COVID-19. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, please subscribe to our podcast and you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. If you have any questions or concerns, feel free to contact me at talktous.wellsaid at gmail.com. Again, that is talktous.wellsaid at gmail.com. Or you can leave me a voicemail on anchor.fm. Okay, guys, this is going to be it for today. Thank you for tuning in. Stay tuned for our next episode where I will be interviewing the media guru, Josiah from Josiah's World TV. This is your host, Kia, signing out.